0: bubble Shane Ogburn with Tony Pryor I believe this is episode 14 we didn't do one last week it's October 25th <clears throat> we're gonna do uh, one segment here today talking about fantasy football of course go through each game make our pick and uh, tell you who to start and set in each game so Tony what's the first game on the docket
1: all right our first game we got is Jacksonville three and a half point dogs at Tennessee I chose Tennessee and Shane, you chose Jacksonville.
0: I'm kinda of surprised Jacksonville's three and a half point underdogs. I know they're on the road. Allen Robinson has not looked very good. But Tennessee they're not that good of a team. I mean they've played bad teams well.
1: Yeah, looking at Tennessee, I mean I, I don't see how they keep winning games and they I mean DeMarco Murray's having a pretty damn good season. Um I, they have no receiving threats. There's not really any receivers on their team you can start. You, I mean, you got to start Delaney Walker, and you got to start DeMarco Murray, but that's about it. But Jacksonville, their whole team looks atrocious. Their defense looks rough. Um, nobody knows what's going on with their backfield between Ivory and Yeldon. One week it's Ivory, one week it's Yeldon. Um, Ivory was supposed to be the goal line guy, and he kind of got stuffed at the goal line from what I saw. As you noted, Allen Robinson's been struggling, but Marquise Lee has picked up a lot of that slack. Marquise Lee's looked pretty good in the past two years, or the past two weeks. you got to remember, Marquise Lee was actually drafted above Allen Robinson, if I remember right, and he's just been battling in- injuries ever since he got drafted.
0: Yeah, I just... I like Blake Bortles. I mean, we talked a lot about him in the preseason. He is not... Met expectations. Allen Robinson has not met expectations. Hearns has gotten some touchdowns, and we were—he was the one guy we said would probably be down. Um, I do think Ivory is going to win that job outright. Um, I think he's a better back than Yeldon. I think you just—you can trust him more. I still don't think either of them are startable yet. Not um, yet.
1: I still think they're trying to ease Ivory back into it after he missed a couple weeks because of that illness or whatever thing it was I don't even know if they ever came out and it specifically said they kind of ho-hummed around and said it could have been a couple things but I think they were trying to hide whatever it was so it's kind of interesting to really that it never came out but let's go ahead and move on uh let's go to the Washington three and a half Or Sorry, three-point dogs at Cincinnati. We both took Cincinnati on this game with the points being at home.
0: I just don't really like Washington. Um, One thing I will note here is it looks like Thompson, Chris Thompson, is easing his way into a starting job similar to Devontae Booker in uh, Denver. Uh, Thompson's always been the only worry about him catching balls out of the backfield. Kind of the... Scat back type receiver, but he got 12 rushes last year.
1: Yeah, week. I, I, honestly, what I, I see happening in Washington is they're kind of.
0: They're trying to open up the offense.
1: I think they're realizing they can't run. I mean, they've tried to pound the rock, and I mean, Matt Jones is aver- still averaging like two yards a carry, so I, I feel like they're finally giving up on it, and they're just kind of run the spread, and that, that increases Thompson's workload because he's always going to be out, out there on passing situations. And it also helps out Crowder a lot because he's the number three guy.
0: And in fantasy wise, it, Thompson is much more startable in Matt Jones' position than Matt Jones ever was because he's going to. The running, anything he does running is just bonus. But if he's on the field more, he's going to get more targets. Yeah, he's going to he, get more catches. Yeah, he's golden in the so PPR league. He, he will make a, a decent flex play. Um, I might wait one more week just to make sure. But, I mean, in that matchup. I don't hate it against Cincinnati because I think they're going to be playing from behind. I think he's going to get a lot of uh, garbage time. And I think we'll get a lot of touches.
1: Yeah. With Cincinnati, you got to kind of watch the, what, what's going on with the backfield. Uh, Jeremy Hill had a great week before he went down. Um, so it's interesting to see how, what kind of workload he gets coming back. Uh, Gio Bernard showed that he's not still not the guy that can carry the huge workload that Jeremy Hill perhaps can. And, I'm also interested to see how Eifert does now that he's already been back one game. He was on a snap count last week. I think they'll open it up quite a bit more for him. And A.J. Green, he goes off every single week. You can't stop him.
0: Eifert is startable streaming. Um, I think this this week I do think they open him up more. Um, Crowder, on the other hand, would you start him?
1: And maybe a three-wide receiver league? In a three wide receiver PPR league, yeah, I'm starting Crowder. He's also... I mean, in a PPR league, I mean, you look at it, he's actually been pretty damn consistent. I've he, had him on my
0: bench now for three weeks.
1: He's averaging like 15, 16 points a week in in PPR leagues. He's getting a lot of targets, and he's catching a lot of them. So, I mean, he's he's been pretty consistent week in and week out. All right, next game on the slate, we got Kansas City, two and a half point dogs at Indianapolis or sorry, two and a half point favorites at Indianapolis. Yeah.
0: They're favored in Indianapolis. Um,
1: I took Kansas city. You took Indianapolis.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take the home team in this. Indianapolis is looking a little better to me. Frank Gores, um, came on a little bit. Uh, T Y Hilton started off kind of slow. He was getting his targets. He, He was even getting some catches, but now he's putting it all together. He's leading the league in targets. Um, if him and Andrew Luck can stay on that page and they can get Frank Gore going, they're a dangerous team. Their their offensive line's not very good. Their defense isn't very good, but I like Andrew Luck and T Y Hilton. I like. The, I honestly, and it's gonna be a tough matchup because he's gonna be matched up against okay. Peters.
1: And, and it's nice to see what Doyle does with uh, Dwayne Allen. Uh, Dwayne Allen being out, uh, Doyle put up nine for seventy eight last week. So I mean, he's he's looking solid. Obviously, T Y Hilton's gonna get the. The looks and the targets, he he's startable every single week, no matter who you're playing. I know Kansas City does have a very tough defense. They turn a, they get a lot of turnovers. If Marcus Peters is matched up on Ty Hilton all all game long, Ty might struggle a little bit, but he's still going to get his own. Uh, as you pointed out, Gore is doing great now. He he started off. He had a couple games where he's a little sluggish, but he's coming around. And if on a side note, if in your league, whoever had Dante Moncrief, if they happen to release him when he got hurt, he should be back. Not I don't I don't think this week, but next week, he he should be coming back real soon. So if he's a free agent, you might want to go out there and snag him up. Uh, let's talk about Kansas City's. I mean, you can't really talk about any of their receiving game. Uh, But let's talk about Ware and Charles. Charles only had one carry for zero yards last week. You're going to
0: see Charles pop up on a lot of uh, waiver wires. If you have an open spot, if you're carrying someone like a Dwayne Washington or something, you may give him a look, but I don't think there's a lot there. Um, Another thing I want to touch on real quick before we get into yours. uh, Macklin has a kind of a sneaky matchup. You're looking against the Colts, you think, oh, that's a good matchup to start him. Look to bench him if you can because the Colts are actually a top five team uh, fantasy-wise against the pass. So against the receivers. And Macklin really hasn't done much lately anyways.
1: No, he hasn't. But it's kind of crazy because I, I didn't really hear anything about Charles having a setback or anything. So uh, I, mean, I think they
0: just really like what Wears do.
1: I, I think so too. All right, so we got Oakland, one-point dogs at Tampa Bay. I took Oakland on the road and you took Tampa Bay at home.
0: Oakland's defense is bad. Jaquas Rodgers has looked pretty good. Jameis Winston has looked very good. Uh, I like all people offensively for Tampa Bay. Um, I'd even look to. St- I'm starting Cameron Braid. I'm streaming him because I've got a guy on a buy. I've been starting Pitta. Pitta's on a buy. Or I'm sorry, yeah. I've got a couple guys on buys, so I'm looking at Braid. But Winston, I think he's a startable guy. If you have someone on to buy this, oh yeah, against
1: Oakland's defense for sure. And uh, obviously Mike Evans, he had I think 13 targets last week. You're obviously starting Mike Evans um, with uh, Doug Martin still up in there. They don't. They still haven't give, given a timetable when he's coming back. So you're still rolling. Jaukris Rogers, he's still a top 10 running back this week, and. Peyton Barber looked pretty good. I don't know who that guy is. He came kind of came out of nowhere. Um, now let's look at Oakland going against Tampa Bay's defense. Oakland, they're spreading out their targets. Well, I want to talk about the running game first. Everybody was talking about how Latavius Murray kept taking a step back, taking a step back, and he was losing his job to DeAndre Washington. And um, who, who was the other guy? Richard
0: Yeah. Jalen Rashard,
1: yeah, that's right. But Murray had 18 carries last week. Um, you kind of never know what's going on with the Oakland wide receivers. It, it'll be Crabtree. It one, also rainy. It'll be Crabtree one week, and then the next week, Amari Cooper. It'll be Amari Cooper. Last week, uh, Roberts had nine targets, so yeah, that was who kinda, the fuck is Seth Roberts? <laughs> that was kind of surprising. Let's move on. Seattle two and a half point favorites at New Orleans. You took New Orleans at home, and I took Seattle.
0: All right, Seattle's defense is still good. They're not great. They have a shit offense. New Orleans, all they need to do is make this a shootout. That's all they need to do.
1: I just don't think New Orleans can stop um, Christine Michael running the ball. He's still getting the carries. He still had 16 carries last week, Uh, and Seattle's – Offense isn't as bad as you make it seem. They they played Arizona last week, and obviously it was a defensive struggle on both parts, but uh, Jimmy Graham had 10 targets, so I think they're going to keep that trend going. Um, on the other side of the ball, New Orleans, Michael Thomas looked amazing last week. I was telling everybody the entire year, that's my rookie sleeper. Michael Thomas, 10 for 130 on 13 targets. He led the team in targets. He had two more than Sneed, and four more than Brandon Cooks and Mark Ingram's still looking good. He's act, like they're they're targeting him in the passing game, which helps him out in a PPR league. Yeah, he hasn't 100%. had any real
0: big games, but
1: he's producing. Mark fantasy. Ingram,
0: yeah, and I even said it a, a few weeks ago, I think probably in week 2 or 3, pleasantly surprised. He's not doing anything great, but where I drafted Mark Ingram, that's all I want him to do. I just want him to, you know, get his touches. And he's been doing that. Um I do I think I think you're gonna see Seattle get exposed a little bit because they can't it's hard for them to play with high tempo teams that can throw the ball around. They've got they still have good defensive backs. They have Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman. But the problem with the Saints is they have so many. They have options. so many weapons, man. I mean between Sneed, Cooks, Michael Thomas.
1: Leaner. They um, can go everywhere with the ball. So alright, let's move on. Uh Detroit, two and a half point dogs at Houston. Houston looked really bad against Denver, and I know Denver's got a strong defense, but he had 40 attempts and like 120 passing yards. That's horrible.
0: Well, I'm glad it finally took a um, primetime game for everyone to see what we've been talking about since the preseason. Yeah, we,
1: we, me and you talked about how DeAndre Hopkins was pushed way down our board because of Osweiler.
0: And he, he's got almost 70 targets, but he's only catching half of those. If you're only catching half of your targets, you're no longer a wide receiver one.
1: All right, so last week, Golden Tate looked really well. Uh, Marvin Jones had half as many targets, I believe, as Golden Tate. So, uh, well,
0: Why are you picking Detroit? Is it because you don't like Houston? or like The reason I'm picking Detroit, Stafford is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right
1: Stafford's always been a great quarterback, and they have they have Tate, they have Marvin Jones. their Their offense is great, and, and they might th- get Theo Riddick back. Theo Riddick might be come back. Uh, Dwayne Washington might even be back, and then you have Zinner, and they also have uh, Justin Forsett. Neither one mm-hmm. of them did very well last week, but
0: I don't think Forsett even quite knew the offense. Ho- I mean, hopefully, hopefully,
1: with Theo Riddick coming back, it, it'll open up things even more. But Detroit's offense is so much better than Houston's offense. And I still would give the slight edge. I mean, Houston has a slight edge defensively. But I don't think they can slow Detroit down enough. Where Because Houston's not going to put up any points.
0: Marvin Jones or Golden Tate?
1: Shoot, this week? I mean, I'm still going Marvin Jones just because he's going to get the touchdowns. In, I agree. In most In most cases, he's going to be the one getting in the end zone.
0: That's, I'm going to go... I think Marvin Jones has more more of a chance to score a touchdown and maybe multiple touchdowns.
1: And uh, Houston's offense, I mean, Lamar Miller got banged up. We don't know what what's going to happen all this week. He should be back and ready to go. He did come back in later in the game. So, he should be a full participant this week against De- Detroit. I do I do like him. Hopkins, and he's tough to sit, but I don't love him. I don't like anything to do with
0: their passing game.
1: If you're streaming tight ends, I can see Fedorowicz. Fedorowicz. Fedorowicz, just because he's going against Detroit, who gives up some of the most points to tight ends. In they the
0: also give a lot of points to wide receivers, but that but awesome. typically takes a quarterback <laughs> yeah, to throw exactly. it to a wide receiver.
1: All right, next on the list, we got the Jets, and it's a pick'em at Cleveland. We both took the Jets on the road. I don't understand how this is a pickem. Cleveland. Is Cleveland brutal. has to win a game somewhere. I mean, <laughs> this year I, I think guess. that might
0: be why they're at home. They're playing a.
1: This might they might be this might be a trap bet right here. Everybody's going to pick the Jets in this, and then it's going to be Cleveland that pulls it out probably. But I mean, either that got or, or, or did
0: the Jets finally figure out you have to get Forte the ball?
1: I mean, Forte had thirty four touches last week, and every game they've won, I think he's had over twenty five touches. I mean, it's kind of a trend that they have going.
0: Yeah, they need to stop trying to get below Powell his touches and just keep feeding it to Forte, whether it be a screen pass or a run play. Just let him do it. Keep Fitzpatrick from having to make the bad decisions.
1: We and so when Decker went down, we thought Inunua and Brandon Marshall would pick up would pick up the slack and have even better weeks. And I haven't really seen that since Decker went out. They've actually both been kind of struggling. I still like. Brandon Marshall did have still a good like week couple weeks ago, but I still like both. Oh yeah, of them. you're still starting them, especially against Cleveland. You have to start them,
0: and uh, it's it's good news for Marshall fans or Marshall owners if now that Geno Smith's not in there anymore.
1: Mm, I disagree, but whatever. <laughs> um, so now on the other side of the ball, we got Cleveland. Uh, Kevin Hogan, I guess, the starting quarterback this week. Um, Maybe. He, he ran for 100 yards that's awesome it hurts
0: their
1: whole passing game uh, I mean it doesn't necessarily hurt Barnage just because quarterbacks that aren't great they have a tendency to look over the middle of the field and they throw the easiest passes they can and that, that's going to help Barnage out a lot next on the slate New England 6.5 point favorites at Buffalo we both took New England and the points
0: who can stop New England?
1: Nobody can stop New England.
0: I mean, I, at this point, it's got. To, I'm going to have to be proven wrong. I don't know that there's a team in the league right now that can stop New England. As much as I hate to say it,
1: I mean, it's crazy that Brady's stats are still so good, and all of their wide receivers' stats are like he's finally like yeah
0: he's finally eligible for you know he's he's had enough pass attempts now to be eligible for top in the league and he's top in the league in everything. And he's missed the first few games.
1: Yeah. I mean it's absolutely <laughs> insane what he's doing. And I mean Gronk's gonna get his. I, I still don't think Blunt will do this for the rest of the year, but I'll I'll give you props where you got where you deserve them. He is still getting carries, even he's averaging Brady. twenty
0: touches since Brady got back.
1: Even with Brady coming back, he's still getting his touches. I don't see had a that carrying in every on every game. I don't see that carrying on the rest of the season. But he had 127 yards last week. Granted, it was against Pittsburgh, who gave up 200 to Ajayi the week before. But it's obviously Blunt's job because James White only had two touches. Yeah. Um, James
0: White is still thrown out of the backfield. But it's hard to start him because you don't know what's going to happen.
1: Buffalo, we'll see if McCoy, I mean, he had the hamstring injury uh, before the game. And then it flared up in the middle of the game. And it, he kind of... So he took a back seat to Gillislee.
0: The Bills only average in a standard league, allowing two point seven yards to a tight end. I'm not saying Gronk's not going to have a good game, but you might want to scale it down a little bit. I think I think Gronk. Uh, so to me, this might be where you see Edelman have a better game.
1: Uh, I don't. I don't know. Gronk. Gronk's not a just a run of the mill tight end for any like he's, he's not a tight end he he, play, he lines up wide receiver a lot of the sets but um, and he also runs more routes than most tight ends as well uh, so alright we got Arizona three point dogs at Carolina and I couldn't believe Arizona was three point dogs at Carolina I mean I know Carolina is one in five one in six but they're at home Carolina's defense... I took Carolina, you took Arizona.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Arizona because Carolina's defense can't stop anybody. Arizona's offense is rolling.
1: Yeah, I know. We saw Jacquez Rogers a couple weeks ago have 150 yards rushing against Carolina. What do you
0: think David Johnson's going to do?
1: He'll probably total 200 yards. He'll probably get in the end zone once.
0: Panthers typically do okay against running backs. but
1: They haven't been lately. Not the past couple weeks.
0: They're a top seven or eight team, but I still think David Johnson, he's just different than most running backs too because he's going to get between targets. How many targets did he have last week? 13. David Johnson,
1: 13 targets. Yeah. I mean, it's insane how much they pass him the ball as well. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's Carson Palmer just checking down all the time. It It's like they run so many deep routes between Fitz, Michael Floyd. And now J.J. Nelson. J.J. Nelson they, they run so many deep routes that one, one if they get any kind of pressure they just have to dump it off to David Johnson and that fuels David Johnson's targets Carson Palmer is very good at
0: finding the single coverage and a lot of times that's going to be on the running back when you've got four wide receivers out there and Fitz, Fitzgerald in the slot garners more attention so you see a lot of linebacker trying to uh, mirror David Johnson and it's impossible
1: so it's kind of weird that Jay, uh, Jonathan Stewart came back a week before the bye week. Usually they wait till after the bye week. But we still saw him get 19 carries two weeks ago. And then with the bye week against Arizona's defense, I know Arizona's got a pretty good defense. I mean, they shut down Seattle completely this past week. But I'm mean, interested to see how Jonathan Stewart can do it against their, running at, their run defense.
0: I think this will be the healthiest he is for the rest of the season. They're going to have to rely on him because they're – Cam Newton's not. Cam
1: Newton. He he's really not right now, um, and then but I mean obviously you're starting Olsen and Kelvin Benjamin. They're going to. And I know Benjamin
0: looks. Benjamin's back this year, and I knew it would have a little bit of negative effect on Ted Ginn, but Ted Ginn
1: non-existent is
0: basically non-existent anymore. at all. And I think that that's what they're missing. So
1: he, he I mean I he stretched the field, and right now they're not having anybody stretch the field.
0: And against Arizona, it's hard to pass against Arizona, they've got, you know, the best safety in the league.
1: They're having both Kelvin Benjamin and Funches run these ten yard stop routes. Well, you can only do that so much until the defense starts to realize what you're doing. All right, next on the list we got San Diego at Denver. Feels like we just had this game not too long ago. San Diego's five point dogs. Even though they won a couple weeks ago, you took San Diego, I took Denver at home.
0: San Diego's offense is such garbage. I like Devontae Booker um, to win that job outright, which he's already getting close to doing. But San Diego's offense—this is this kind of like the New Orleans game uh, too. I'm me. really
1: confused. You're talking about San Diego's offense being garbage. You talked about Devontae Booker. That's Detroit. Um,
0: Denver's Denver's offense is garbage. San Diego's offense is not
1: garbage. I'm you sorry. said San Diego. I'm okay. sorry. I was. <laughs> I was, I was like, 20 Mama 20. Gordon's got 10 touchdowns already. Yeah, San
0: Diego's offense is a well-oiled machine. Every time they're in the red zone, you know who got the first red zone target? Gates. Touchdown target. Gates, every time. They force it to him.
1: It's also, and I, I got blown up about this, Phillip Rivers is so damn good. He does not get as much credit as he deserves. He the Quickest does, release in the game. He does this stuff with a 40-year-old Gates. His starting receiver is best... Safety valve are both gone. I mean, you got Tyrell Williams, Dontrell Inman, and Travis, Travis Benjamin. Ben- I mean, and he's still putting up great numbers, and they're winning games. And Travis Benjamin,
0: who the guy I've been talking about a lot the past few weeks, uh, back to the bench.
1: What I do love to see is Melvin Gordon getting seven targets this past week. They're starting to implement him in the receiving game. Now that Danny Woodhead's finally gone to get out of his way a little bit. Uh, but it was still weird. It was super weird to me that Gates had ten targets compared to Henry's three. Henry's been looking really great the past few weeks, and they just said, "Up, oh, Gates is back. See ya, Henry."
0: And Gates actually looked pretty good. He's running. He against his own defense, Gates will find the hole every time. Against man, he doesn't. He's not as quick anymore. And so every time there's his own defense, Rivers looks his way.
1: All right, but as you talked about. We did see Devontae Booker get one more carry than C.J. Anderson last week. Do you think that was more of just the flow of the game, or do you think this is what's going to be coming here pretty I don't, soon?
0: I don't think Elway's been high on C.J. Anderson for a long time. I think he, he wants him to prove that he can do it. Uh, he hasn't had another running back to take the job from him. They gave they've given every other backup running back an opportunity to steal the job. Ronnie Hillman couldn't do it. Um, but I do think Devontae Booker can do it. Devontae Booker looks really good. And I think he is going to take that job and run with it. And if he does, then he will be fantasy relevant.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you look at the receivers for Denver. You talked about how bad their offense looks. They're still getting their targets. Demaryius Thomas had 10, and Emmanuel Sanders had 8. They had a bad week when Paxton Lynch came out. Uh, and and was quarterbacking for him. but now that they got Trevor Simeon back, their offense is back to I, w- I wouldn't say g- g- a good def- good offense, but it's better than average. I mean, it's it, he's a, he's solid enough that he can get those r- wide receivers fantasy relevant. You can start Deman- Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders is what I'm saying. I think
0: Emmanuel Sanders will always be fantasy. They're, yes, they're both startable, but I don't think they're go- you're going to get the value that you would at where you drafted them. Emmanuel Sanders may be a little bit more than Demaryius Thomas because you're drafting him a little later, and he's more of a run-after-catch guy. Demaryius Thomas is your deep threat, make the stupid, crazy catch, which he did make one last week, but Simeon doesn't have that great of an arm. He's a seventh-round draft pick, third-string, preseason depth chart guy.
1: But, But he's been serviceable. I mean... He's been winning games. and I mean, Their defense has been winning games. Well, That's the of difference. Course, of course. Their defense is always going to win games. It's, I mean, Denver's got the top defense. All right. Next week, or next one, we got Green Bay, three-point dogs at Atlanta. We actually both took the underdog in Green Bay.
0: I like Green Bay. After watching what they did last week, I think maybe Eddie Lacy... Going out on IR is the best thing that happened to the team. Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery
1: might be the re- yeah. best running back they've had in years. And as <laughs> soon
0: as they put him on the depth chart as a running back, he'll be eligible at running back in Yahoo.
1: Yeah, I wish I would have picked him up in all of my leagues. If he happens to be a free agent in your league, pick him up because he will be.
0: Which I doubt running it, back I, eligible. I put a claim in him in every single league, and I I got him in a couple. But when he is running back eligible,
1: it's going to be huge. He's be I mean, he stuck. had nine carries and. Ten catches. It's insane. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, I mean, you had Cobb with uh, – he had five carries and 11. He had – no, sorry, not 10 uh, targets. He had 10 catches. Cobb had five carries, 11 catches. Adams had 13 catches on 16 targets.
0: Everybody's getting in on the party except for Jordy.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. like. But when Rogers is on, like he was last week, they spread the ball around and you can't stop you can't stop their offense. And especially and- Atlanta having a suspect defense to say the least. Uh they're not gonna be able to stop Green Bay. Now you gotta do you do gotta remember Tevin Coleman's gonna be out, so Devontae Freeman moves up to a probably easily a top ten running back this week, maybe top five going against Green Bay's defense. This game's gonna be a shootout, so
0: you start everybody. Yeah. I, I don't start Jordy though. I start everybody but Jordy. You
1: have to start Jordy still. I
0: don't, and I, I, I do. I, I like Sanu.
1: I disagree. This week, Jordy Nelson will be the top fantasy scorer on all the on all Green Bay's wide receivers. I,
0: I think it'll be Randall Cobb.
1: All right, next we got Philadelphia four and a half dogs at Dallas.
0: Let's start with Philadelphia. If you have Jordan Matthews, he has been killing you in the side. If you have Ryan Matthews, he's been hurting you in the side. Carson Wentz, even now he's an average.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he's 12 to 15. So who do you start on Philadelphia's offense?
1: I'm just – I mean, Dorian to...
0: Beckham got this – Freaking
1: touchdown! Yeah, but I'm still starting the guys that are going to give me the opportunities, and it's Ryan Matthews and Jordan Matthews. Those are the only t- two guys that are giving you opportunities in that offense.
0: I don't like anyone on the offense. I don't like
1: any. I don't like either one of them going against Dallas's defense. Dallas's defense has been great this season, and especially because they control the ball so so much of the clock. But let's go to the other side. Of the the ball you got Zeke. Obviously, you're starting against Philadelphia. By the way, we both took Dallas in this game uh Zeke going against Philadelphia obviously starting Dez is coming back what kind of week do you think Dez is going to have
0: I think Dez has a big week I I I still like Beasley I think think, Beasley might do you think
1: he takes away from Beasley or do you think he adds more because now they have to respect Dez so much
0: I think Beasley will see a little bit better matchups believe it or not even though Beasley never really moved up the depth chart he's going to stay where he's going to stay but I think you're going to see a lot of one-on-one coverage and they don't throw the ball deep to Beasley.
1: Dez is going to get you a touchdown this week. i am write it down uh, against a little bit of an undersized Philadelphia secondary. Uh, I do think Dez is going to get you in the end zone. They, everybody's talked about how Dak wasn't throwing it to Dez very very often. And so I think they're going to come out with a bang the very first week. Well, as soon as
0: they started saying that, I think he had seven catches the next game. And then got hurt. But. Yeah. So Dez will get – I like Dez. Um, I think Zeke has another big game until someone can prove they can stop him. I mean, the guy's going for 130 yards every game.
1: Yeah, I just wish they would open it up a little bit more and get him involved a little bit in the passing game. But it's hard. If you notice, like just what we were talking about, David Johnson with Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer's such a pocket quarterback that if there's any kind of pass rush, he just dumps it off to the running back, which is David Johnson. Zeke doesn't get those opportunities for two reasons. One, he's a great blocker, so they keep him in to block, and two, Dak Prescott when people start to rush him, he rolls out and well, he he finds stuff downfield. Let
0: me pause it for a second. Do you, as a Cowboys fan, Dak Aroma.
1: You have to ride the winning hand. You have to keep going with Dak, and I I am a huge proponent of saying that a guy should never lose his Job due to an injury. If he is, if he's your guy, you should not lose your job to an injury. I was saying that back when Alex, with when Harbaugh decided to go with Kaepernick over Alex Smith, I, I was thinking that was stupid. What about
0: what about Brady over Roma or Brady over Bledsoe?
1: That that was a different situation, and well, it, it's kind of the same situation as what it is now. Romo's getting banged up. I mean, he's he's missing time every single year. Bledsoe was kind of doing that also. He was on his way out, right? Bledsoe was kind of on his way out. So Brady took over and flourished. This is kind of the same thing as what I see. is Romo's kind of on his way out. He's getting injured. He's injury prone and everything. Dak's on his way up. The Alex Smith-Kaepernick thing was completely different because Cap- Alex Smith wasn't on his way out. He just got hurt like one time, and then all of a sudden it was Kaepernick's job. See, I think a lot of a, a lot of people
0: disagree with me. If Romo's the starting quarterback, I think that they're doing exactly the same that they're doing with Dak. I think with Ezekiel Elliott, that's the difference between I, this
1: year and last. I year. think you're. I think you're one hundred percent right. But the thing is, is I like I said, I th- I think you're one hundred percent right. But if he's your quarterback of the future, why are you going to slap him in the face and say, "Sorry, Romo's back"? It's. Keep Dak. Run this offense that you're running. Trade Romo to the Browns or the Bears and get what you can out of him. Help yourself in the future. Tony Romo's got a huge contract. You're, you're paying you're paying Dak Prescott Nichols on the dimes for him.
0: Right, that's why you can afford to keep him on your bench for the rest of the season.
1: Well, then at least trade Mark Sanchez. You don't need both of them.
0: You don't need Sanchez anymore. The only reason they had mm-hmm. Sanchez was so if mm-hmm. something if Dak didn't work out or if he was hurt, they'd have someone. now they have Romo. Uh he's back. And if you play Romo, I think I think it's better for your offense. I do think Dak's a quarterback of the future. But start him at the beginning of next year. Let maximize this year. And I think when you do that, take the experience. And Romo has a better arm.
1: No, the thing I mean if Dallas loses one, well, I don't think just one, but I think if they lose two games, then they'll bring Roma back in and see what happens. But I don't know. Right now, you always say you got to ride the hot hand, and right now it's Dak Prescott. And last game on the list, we got Minnesota, five and a half point dog or favorites at Chicago.
0: Cutler's coming back. Neither of us care. We're both going Minnesota,
1: <laughs> we're both going Minnesota. Uh, Asiata and McKinnon are 50, 50 split. If you have to start one of them, I guess you can, but I don't, I don't love that backfield. Um, and it looks like Kadim Carey and Jordan Howard's starting to become a 50, yeah. 50 split. Also Jordan
0: Howard's losing touches, um, week to week. He lost four touches to Kadim Carey four more, four extra touches last week. The Jordan Howard trains over, uh, with Cutler being back, I like Jeffrey more.
1: Me too, yeah.
0: But not against this defense necessarily.
1: Because Cutler's more willing to force the ball in there. It's been his drawback, but it's also been good for himself and some of his fantasy players. Like, it was good for Brandon Marshall when he was on with Cutler. Because um, in the past, they really haven't been lately. I mean, I guess Alshon Jeffrey's still getting some targets, but Hoyer's was horrible. Uh, Diggs, it looks like he's going to play. If he doesn't, then next man up is Cordell Patterson. And he actually looked pretty good last week.
0: Cordell Patterson looked good. Uh, I like Adam Thielen. I know he didn't have a big game. He had a big game a couple weeks ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> but I like Adam Thielen. I like Sam Bradford against the Bears. Another yeah.
1: streaming tight end. I do like Rudolph, Rudolph. this week yeah. at, at Chicago.
0: Rudolph's going to – he's good with – Bradford regardless I mean he's gonna have some down games but because they need him to stay in there and block that offensive line is still not where it needs to be Bradford got hit almost every time he dropped back last week so guys we're gonna wrap up this week Um, that was our picks that was our predictions Uh, we'll be back next week with some more for you thank you very much two guys on the bubble